Digital Marketing Radio, episode 262. Where does a podcast fit into your content marketing mix? Digital Marketing Radio with David Bain. Hi, I'm David Bain and this is Digital Marketing Radio, the show for in-house agency and entrepreneurial marketers who want to stay on top of the latest tools, tactics and trends as shared right here by today's modern marketing masters. Now, are you thinking of starting a podcast? If so, what are your reasons for doing so? There are well over 2 million podcasts now, but what is the commercial value of starting and publishing a regular podcast? And where does a podcast fit into your overall content marketing mix? Those are just two of the questions that I'm going to be asking my, my guest on Digital Marketing Radio 262. He is a digital marketing strategist with a strong background in SEO, web design and training. And he heads up Fleek Marketing. And of course, he has his own podcast too, the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. Welcome to DMR, Johnny Ross. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks, Johnny. And how are you? Yeah, fine. Not bad at all, thank you. Uh, it's great to be here. And... Um, Excited to be talking about podcasting. Indeed, indeed. Well, I'll just say you can find Johnny over at fleek.marketing. So, Johnny, you started your podcast back in March 2020. Why? Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Okay, so I have known that podcasting is something that is, uh, is a real big part of any marketing mix nowadays. Um, and I just think I've been so involved in the business and uh, delivering work for clients that, you know, it's difficult as a business owner to step back, isn't it? And um, COVID came along um, March 20. It gave me that ability to step back and sort of just redress everything. Uh, and I did that in a matter of days. Um, and there was a, um, there was a friend that had just started a podcast. Um, I ended up on a, a screen show with her and she was like, Oh, you know, I've done, you know, weeks of training and, uh, in, in sort of like, you know, a, a buddy system with, you know, I think they'd done months actually, they'd done loads of stuff. Anyway, she showed me some stuff and, it, and within, I think about two hours, I'd already had a graphic design. I'd already signed up to a platform that that was going to deliver the, the podcast. And um, and I think uh, I probably had my first guest signed up. So it was just, you know, if I'm going to make something happen, I, I'll do it. And I just, you just got excited just had, about it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just hadn't had the right time or the opportunity. So maybe a better question then is why have you stuck with the podcast? Because we're more than maybe a year and a half or so after that now, but you're consistently publishing episodes. Yeah, I think I've just done just uh, recorded 40 number 43 um and um i think because i get i just get a lot from it i really enjoy it and and i get a huge amount from it and and i think i know it's probably your second question but i, I think it's really relevant which is you know where does where does a podcast fit in and for years i was always banging on about blogging um and uh, blogging was for me the core of the strategy and I actually think it's flipped to podcasting. And in fact, actually, what is blogging? Well, it's just written word, isn't it? Mm. Podcasting is spoken word. So there's no real difference. It's just that the format's changed. So so that main central content, I think, is the is the core of any marketing campaign. And so I've just moved from blogging to podcasting as 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 the the thing that's in the middle. But of course, you can take your podcast and turn them into into blogs. So so what's it's, changed? Um, I mean, you obviously started out um, uh, 
potentially even with a cause, with a reason for doing it back then when we just went um, into lockdown. To a certain degree, we just come out of lockdown, but um, things have changed in terms of your business and the way that you produce podcasts and the the reason why you produce podcasts, I'm sure. So I, I, I guess what I'm saying is what are the main things that have changed between back then when you did number one and recently when you did episode number 43? Yeah, I, I think actually... Um, it it could be it doesn't it doesn't need to have been COVID it that's changed it because you're right there has been a significant change of the sort of content I was doing for the first few months to what I'm doing now mm-hmm. but actually that's just like in any business it should um, marry that's not the quite the right word but marry up with what's going on around you and what's what what what's topical um and so for me in the early days it was around you know lots of businesses struggling and not knowing which direction to go in and, and seeking advice and so in the early days it was around sort of you know what to do during covid and what help is out there and different directions you should be thinking about and taking um whereas now it's molded back to what i've always done which is just giving great value and lots of uh, tips and tricks on on marketing and and I think I think the what what's also been uh, been quite good is finding people that are you know quite inspirational or um, have have had big growth or uh, are uh, or have a, a marketing element within their business and so not just talking to marketeers and not just talking to, talking about digital marketing all the time but also just bringing that real business element into it and and hearing from uh, from different people really. I think one thing that you've alluded to, why you enjoy it and hearing from different people is perhaps one of the main reasons why you do a podcast is actually the quality of the relationships that you make and build with your guests. Is that the primary reason why you actually do your podcast, do you think? Yeah, there's no question that that's a huge element. Um, it's it's a it's an opportunity to build a relationship, to learn. You know, how can you not learn when you ter- when you're talking to to other businesses that have grown or have got ideas or have, or are successful? Um, and so it's a, so for me, it's a way of learning, it's a way of developing, it's a way of building relationships. Um, but uh, I, uh, you know, the, the, the other element is I, I really enjoy, I've always enjoyed, um, you know, I, I fancy myself as a radio DJ <laughs> and, um, and so I've always, uh, enjoyed, uh, to some extent entertaining, uh, and, uh, 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 and, 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 and just putting good content out there. Um, and so, so it plays to that as well. Um, and it plays to the real important part which for me which is giving me something to be able to engage uh with my existing clients and to engage with uh potential future clients as well so do you attempt to measure the commercial value of having a podcast or is that not really possible to do in, in general well i think it's important to measure the commercial aspect but for me it's not been the focus up until up until now, up until recently, um, I think it's you know uh, it's uh, it's playing to it's playing to a number of different things that actually, from a commercial point of view, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I think you know I think that all comes back to why you set up a podcast in the first place. So what's your objective? What's what's your goals? What are you trying to get out of this? And I think there are ways of measuring that. You know I think uh, there's lots of different. Uh, ways to measure uh, and tools to measure just like you would measure uh, blogging or, or vlogging. 
One of the ways that I think about the value of having a podcast is that a podcast is hub content, episodic content. Uh, and you've got, um, certainly from Google's perspective, the 3H content marketing model, you've got your hero content, your help content, and your hub content. Um, I've tried to bring other H's into it, but that's another story. Um, we'll perhaps leave that to a side for the moment. But um, with regards to um, that way of thinking about it, of looking at it, that lens, um, then it would essentially mean that a podcast was for people that had already heard about you, um, for people that um, perhaps weren't ready to buy yet from you, but it gave you an opportunity to build your authority um, for weeks, months, and perhaps even longer than that until they're ready to buy. And then because you've demonstrated that that authority, you've kept your brand in mind, then they'll come back to you and then they'll be ready to purchase from you in the future. So that's how I view podcasting, certainly from a B2B perspective. Do, do you think along similar lines? Yeah, although I think, I think, you know, and I'm sure you think this, but it's certainly not said it just then, is I still think the, there's a very important part there, which is also engaging existing clients. So um, that's around, uh, you know, one of the lessons that I've learned many years ago was ensure as a, a, a good business delivers val- lots and lots of value. So always over delivers. And for me, uh, podcasting is a way to continually offer further value to existing clients. So whilst there's a huge B two B word has completely gone out of my mind uh, case uh, for 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 podcasting to uh, to win new business, uh, it's at the same time it's about keeping that business. But also, you know, by engaging existing clients, existing clients will end up spending more, will end, will end up telling more people, um, and so it's it sort of all. Uh, fits together uh, yeah so do you actively market to existing clients then do you email them about the content that you're publishing and um ha- have a reason behind it to actually hopefully keep them longer than your average client yeah so listen let's let's be frank here um do i always practice what i preach uh, no um does a uh, a will solicitor have a will not always um and uh, you know i'm just as busy in my own business as as you know many other people in their own businesses um but the best practice and where i want to be um is absolutely turning uh, podcasts into uh Emails, for example, to for um, for current clients, for existing clients, for prospective clients, for contacts to be aware of of podcasts. So, so yes, that's the ideal and that's the best practice. Am I currently doing it? No, I'm not doing it well enough whatsoever. And you're recording your podcast and video as well, aren't you? Yeah. So the way I see it is, if I record via video, it gives me uh, two types of content. I can go audio on Spotify. Um, Apple, etc. But I can also go video on YouTube, uh, and um, and I'm also recording it live, uh, uh, so uh, delivering to YouTube live, delivering to Facebook and LinkedIn live at the same time, uh, and then turning it into a podcast. Uh, my efficiency between times uh, of something live that then gets turned into a podcast on Apple and Spotify needs improving. I think. I think it's not about the efficiency of the of of turning it around to deliver it onto Spotify and and and, uh, and Apple. It, for me, it's more about um, if I deliver it there today, then I've got nothing in the bank for 
two for a week's time or two weeks time so the way i've done it is i've sort of like to build up the the the, the catalog a bit before i uh share it but then you know i've got to consider uh if something's gone out live yeah. yeah yeah and if something's gone out live as well already i've got to consider that so there's an in between i think it is it's, it's a challenge there's no necessarily right solution i think the rightest solution, if that's a word, uh, would be simply the word consistency and just deciding what yeah. you're doing it and committing to it. Yeah, yeah. So sure. w- what about um, who should start a podcast? So if someone's listening, if someone's maybe an independent marketing consultant, um, s- some kind of marketing professional that would like to talk about their expertise, build up their own brand authority a little bit, um, how would you persuade them to start a podcast and um, the reasons behind doing that? I think there's a space for everyone. I think, um, I think the, the, the benefits far outweigh uh, not doing it. So the opportunities are there and it's, you know, it's those fundamental things. It's, it's a way to learn. It's a way to develop. It's a way to be creative. Um, it's a way to uh, create uh, content. Um, so that becomes your, uh, core of your marketing. So for me, you know, instead of struggling about what do I put on Instagram, what do I put on Snapchat, what do I put on YouTube, what do I um, put on LinkedIn? Actually, if you've got a consistent, whatever that is, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it might be, um, podcast, that can very easily be turned into tweets for Twitter, posts for Instagram, questions for Facebook, debates on LinkedIn, uh, snippets of uh, uh, video uh, for different platforms, snippets of audio for different platforms. So so it, it it fills the gap of, you know, what should I be, mar- what, what should I be marketing? Uh, and, um, or how should I be marketing, should I say? And so, so I think just in, in those s- small number of reasons I've given, there's loads there that, it's a bit of a no-brainer. And as I said, it's a way to engage with existing and potential clients. There's not really a big barrier to entry. In fact, there's 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 a very small barrier to entry. And, a, and, and actually, I would say the biggest barrier is having the confidence that you can do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, apart from having a, a half-decent microphone, um, a half-decent webcam, uh, setting up, uh, a, a podcast feed, which actually is really not difficult at all. Mm. You, it's you know those are those are small barriers. The biggest barrier is actually just you know committing to it and and thinking about what content you're going to do. Yeah, I mean you're set up. You you've got a decent sound, and you're just using the Samsung QTU microphone, which is only about seventy pounds in the UK, probably about a hundred dollars or so. It's a lovely dynamic microphones. You've got two different types of microphones that you can kind of um, probably choose from. It's a condenser microphone, which tends to pick up more in the room, um, such as a Blue Yeti. Blue Yeti produces a nice um, warm sound, but I don't particularly like it because it picks up a little bit too much background noise. Uh, If you use a dynamic microphone, it's got what's called a small pickup pattern. You've got to be a little bit better with using the microphone, i.e. having the microphone closer to your mouth, pointing in the right direction, not moving about too much. But if you can master that and use the the microphone that you're using, I think that's a wonderful way to start. 
Yeah, and not all, all of us can have the, the 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 lovely microphone that you've set up that you've got uh, over there, which you, you're always adding to. I, I like. What do you call it? The the thing that's behind the microphone is it like a sound cloud or what? what? It's, yeah, it's essentially a, a mini a sound blanket? booth. So <laughs> it could be, it could be, uh, could be ten pairs of tights, but no, it's a uh, it's a mini sound booth. Um, the, uh-huh. the the listener as opposed to the viewer would just be wondering what um, on earth we're talking about. But um, I've got a, a listening. It looks really cool. <laughs> I, I've got a <laughs> Super Fifty Five Sure microphone, and I wouldn't recommend this as a starter microphone because you have to be very consistent where you're standing. We had a little discussion discussion beforehand, Johnny, and you were amazed that I moved the microphone about two feet away from me, and it was silence. I was talking away, but it was silence. You just um, you need to be in a very definitive place in front of the microphone. But one of the challenges as well is that you can't speak directly into the microphone because you get what's called plosives, little bursts of air associated with P's and B's. I'm not going to do that just now because that's going to upset the listener's ears. And then it's not completely top of the range in terms of the audio quality. I do have uh, a couple of um, slight compressions and emphasis on certain frequencies in my voice before um, even the uh, the sound wave hits the the live stream if we were doing a live stream. So there's, there's a lot going on, but I like the look of it. So that's why I went for it. Let, let's just do a little, what do you call it? Plosive? Plosive. Plosive, Plosive. yeah. So I, I'm really not going to speak directly into the microphone because um, <laughs> I, I'll probably offend someone's ears. Um, and knowing me, I'll probably want to clear it up in post-production before it goes out into audio anyway, because there's, there's no point in doing it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, there's um, there's just been lots of, of good reasons. And, and it was just, I just needed to find the time and, uh, and, and I've, and, the thing that's kept me going is I've I just keep really enjoying it and 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 it's lots of variety, lots of speaking to lots of different people, different types of people, and and you know the great thing about it is you know it's worldwide. You not only can you have listeners anywhere in the world, but you can speak to anyone in the world anywhere in the world as well. So it's um it's really just uh, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think consistency, we've said that a couple of times, is absolutely key. Uh, if you don't feel like doing something, but you've committed to publish something on a certain date, and you say that you publish every second Wednesday, every Monday, whatever day you publish on, um, then it's it's a wonderful way just to keep you on track and just to ensure that you actually do deliver to your audience. There's, there, there's nothing better, in my opinion. In fact, I've been a little bit inconsistent with the relaunch of digital marketing radio just to um let the make the listener aware that of of, of what i'm doing what i'm planning what i'm experimenting with so um, digital marketing radio used to be very very consistent and fairly popular between 2014 and 2017 and i took a big hiatus and then i've recently rebranded and i'm experimenting with a few different things a few different ways of publishing doing it live, not doing it live, doing it on video as well, doing audio only, doing pre-recorded and tweaking the the whole structure of the show a little bit. But I'm, I'm getting to a stage where, I, where I'm relatively happy with what the structure looks like at the moment. So I guess my question for my listener is, what would the ideal publishing frequency of digital marketing radio look like? Would it be on a weekly basis? Would it be a couple of times a week, even more regular than that? Less 
regular than a weekly basis? How many times a week would you actually listen? You know, if you could possibly tweet me at David Bain or even email me david at digitalmarketingradio.com just to give a little bit of feedback and tell me what kind of frequency you would prefer, that would be that would be useful. But Johnny nodding away in the background yeah. there and listening well, to my commercial. No, well, I, I know that you've been uh, toying with uh, the, the frequency and, and how to fit that in your schedule. And I know it's something that, you know, we've discussed uh, and you're trying to work out. And I think it would be really valuable to hear from your listeners uh, as to what they would want, what they'd listen to. Um, and, and I think that could help you with some of your decision making. So I think that's a, a really good call asking people. You know, something that I picked up from Terry Wogan, uh, who was a very popular radio presenter in the UK, he was once um, asked the question, can you believe that you've got 9 million listeners every single time that someone you, you do a show? He said, I don't have 9 million listeners. I have one listener. And that's how he considered each show. Every time he spoke to the listener, he didn't speak to listeners, he spoke to listener. And Generally, people listen to podcasts by themselves. So if you refer to people as listeners, then they're a bit disassociated by what you're saying. But if you say listener, then you're talking to them personally and they're more likely, hopefully, to have your message resonate with them. That's the theory anyway. Well, it's it's really true because if we go back to blog writing, um, you know, I, 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 how many times I used to say to someone, make sure that you use the word you and your in the blog, make sure you're talking to that person. Um, and I think that's, that's really important. And in fact, in any marketing, when you're sending an email, when you're doing a tweet, when you're doing something on Instagram, you should always be thinking of one person and, and you might have multiple personas, but today I'm talking to this particular person persona and it's this particular person um and it should always yeah getting it down to one person i agree and and you know podcasting is so um intimate with uh with with listening because it you know a lot of people listen to it with headphones in um they are as you say they're on their own um lots of different times could be you know middle of the night that people are listening uh, and i think uh, uh i think that's a really good point david well, let's segue to part two of our discussion. So it's now time for Johnny's thoughts on the state of digital marketing today. So let's start off with secret software. So Johnny, share a lesser known MarTech tool that's bringing you a lot of value at the moment and why that tool is important for you. I'm going to go for, keep on the theme of podcasting and go for Captivate. Um, so this was the uh, podcasting platform that uh, that just made it so easy for me to start producing a podcast and have it delivered out to Spotify, to um, Apple, and to me- and to Google, and to many others. Uh, and so, I'd probably say, you know, that's the tool of, of choice right now. Uh, it's working really well for me, um, and um, uh, and so that's the one I'd go for. Moving on from something that you currently use to something that you're going to use. So that is next on the list. So what's one marketing activity or tool that you haven't tried yet, but you want to test soon? I've heard quite a bit about Jarvis AI. Um, and uh, that's where I, uh, I think stuff's written for you by AI. Um, I'd quite like to see if it's got any value. And uh, uh, is it something you've used, David? 
It is something that I've experimented with, yes. Uh, I've had a couple of people suggest that, actually, and um, I was a little bit disappointed when I used it. I think the limit's about 500 words that you can generate, and I was hoping to be able to generate something longer than that. Um, I can perhaps understand why. Maybe they think there's potential to to spam and and, and perhaps even overload their system. I'm, I'm not sure. So they really want to encourage um, it's used for things like headlines or writing small paragraphs, um, but it's it's not. The cost isn't insignificant. So for that kind of job, I think you have to be uh, a regular content writer and maybe um, a regular writer of relatively small text to really take advantage of it. But I mean that that's my initial feeling and understanding of it. What were you thinking of using it for? Yeah, I've not had a chance to really think about it. I've heard lots of talk about it. I'm not, uh, I think the thing I'd seen it used for was writing Facebook ads. I don't know if it's going to be able to achieve that. I fancy having a play, but yeah, potentially you might have put me off a bit. (laughs) Well, that wasn't my intention to put you or any listener off. I think it depends on an individual's own circumstances and use case scenarios. So it's certainly something worthwhile experimenting with, given by the fact that it's not just you, Johnny, that's um, recommending it or saying that you intend to have a look at it. And it's an interesting um, way of perhaps changing the way that content's done in the future. But um, let's maybe part that for now and move on to... The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. 10 quick questions, just two rules here. Try not to think about the answer too much, and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion, so use it wisely. Are you ready? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. TikTok or Twitter? TikTok. Facebook or LinkedIn? Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to use my both. YouTube or podcast? Oh, podcast. Traffic or leads? Traffic or leads? Leads. Paid search or SEO? SEO, of course. (laughs) Ads or influencers? Influencers. Google ads or Facebook ads? Depends, doesn't it? Facebook ads. Email marketing or chat marketing? Email marketing. Martech stack or all-in-one platform? Oh, I am struggling with that right now. Uh, I, uh, I've got to pick one. Uh, I want all in one platform, but I'm nowhere near. One-to-one or scale? Scale. Wow. Um, I think you used your both a little bit too early, certainly. Um, there were a few <laughs> challenges that you had, certainly. I'm just um, having a think about I, I, Even the first one, I was surprised that you said TikTok over Twitter. So are you actively using twi- uh, TikTok at the moment? <laughs> no, but I should be. Why? (laughs) Well, why? Okay. So, no, no, no. That's a fair question. But why? Okay. So, so personally, I think Twitter is for people complaining and wanting to keep up with the news and the latest. That's for service. That's okay. That's how I see. That's how I see Twitter right now. Okay, uh, TikTok, so am I am I wrong in interpreting you saying complaining by saying customer service, or is it just people yeah? Complaining? No, you're right. Yeah. Customer service, okay. yeah, yeah. Customer service, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And and in terms of TikTok, um, I see that as the growth platform. If I want to be engaging with 
businesses. If you have a look at the, age, the 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 growing age group on there right now, it's the twenty four to thirty five year olds, and that age group are decision makers in businesses right now. So if I want to be engaging with businesses in my area and across the UK, I need to be where the people are. And no, I'm not currently doing it, but where should I be if I had the choice of TikTok or Twitter? It would have to be TikTok. Interesting. Okay, well, let's move on to the $10,000 question. If I were to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? I think Bill Gates said that if you had $1 left, spend it on PR. Uh, and I'd have to say I'd put the whole 10 grand into PR because what what can what beats someone else saying you're good at doing something? And I don't think you can beat that. So I think it would have to go into PR. How I'd measure it, PR is difficult to measure, uh, but it would be based on uh, leads generated from that day or week or uh, from that campaign. So how do you generate... Uh, successful PR for a marketing agency nowadays. Is it data-driven? For example, you do you have to do your own research and come up with um, some great stats that um, people maybe haven't heard of beforehand and then give that to a PR agency to share? Or is there some other way of doing it better? Well, I think, I think the ideal PR is actually doing PR around one of your clients and uh, you being involved in how they've grown or how they've succeeded um, and you being seen as the expert that's made that happen for them. And that, I think, is the best type of PR. That's great answer. Great answer. Okay, well, to finish oh, off, that's, that's very kind of you, David. Yeah, I didn't say that to the rest of them, but no, no. <laughs> Let's finish off by shifting the focus to someone else who deserves it. So that is a magical marketer. So who's an up and coming marketer that you'd like to give a shout out to? What can we learn from them and where can we find them? So this is someone I interviewed on my podcast a few weeks ago. Um, I'm not going to be able to pronounce her name correctly. I apologize right now. Katrin Villemar Oetsing is her name. She's based okay. in uh, Estonia. She's a, uh, a Facebook ad expert. And wow, does she know about her Facebook ads um, and some of the strategies she's using uh, really clever. So, you know, no, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's thinking about that journey. It's no longer just an ad that you put on Facebook, hoping that someone's going to do something. It's about taking the user on a journey on a number of different adverts, creating lots of different types of, uh, lookalike audiences. Um, and, uh, yeah, really impressed with her. Wonderful stuff. So there we go. That was episode 262 of Digital Marketing Radio, where Johnny and Ross from Fleet Marketing shared some Great insights about podcasting to begin with. Uh, I like the fact that, Johnny, you were talking about podcasting from a growing of personal relationships perspective. Uh, the fact that um, you're not necessarily doing podcasting to measure how many people have listened to or downloaded or um, maybe conventional statistics. It's all about um, growing your authority and, and having great fun doing it as well, uh, doing it because you enjoy doing it, producing the content um, and also using podcasting as the centre, the epicentre of your content marketing efforts, your ongoing hub content. It gives you an opportunity to produce social media posts, produce a video at the same time as well. So it's a great way of producing efficient ongoing content. And as secret software, 
you say you shared Captivate. I'm also using Captivate uh, for my podcast host. Shout out to Mark Asquith, the, the founder of, Ca- uh, of Captivate. Great service there. Next on the list for you, it was Jarvis AI. You'd heard a lot about Jarvis AI and about um, using artificial intelligence to create new content. It's certainly something that's coming, whether it's completely ready for most forms of content now, I guess is up in the air, but it's certainly something to experiment with and see if it's right for your particular business. And finally, your magical marketer. Yes, you've given the name to me and I've got to pronounce it as well, which apparently is Katrine Vilimar Otson. Um, if it's pronounced incorrectly, it's Johnny's fault. Uh, if it's pronounced correctly, thank you very much. Um, you're welcome. And uh, Facebook has apparently is her speciality. I will include links to her um, and all the software um, that you recommended there in the show notes at digitalmarketingradio.com. Johnny, what's um, the best social platform for someone to follow you and to say hi? Uh, LinkedIn typically uh, certainly on Twitter as well at Johnny Ross uh, but if you find me on LinkedIn feel free to connect uh, and just a really quick plug I am looking for a new set of listeners on my podcast the uh, Johnny Ross Audio Experience so please do contact me I may well be interested in speaking to you a new set of listeners the old listeners were terrible yeah you want new listeners, listeners <laughs> sorry listeners was totally the wrong thing is that what I said yes you did yeah. <laughs> I meant, I meant guests I apologise uh, I'm looking for a to- totally new set of guests uh, and uh, reaching into into very different people. So uh, if you've got a, an inspiring story, uh, if you've got a, a business with uh, with good growth, or if you're a marketeer and fancy being a guest on my uh, show, please do get in touch. I didn't mean Look, I've been your host, David Bain. You can also find me producing podcasts and YouTube shows for B2B brands over at castingcred.com. Until we meet again, stay hungry, stay foolish, and stay subscribed. Aloha. DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio.com DigitalMarketingRadio DigitalMarketingRadio DigitalMarketingRadio.com Digital